potential and possibilities, discussions with fascinating people, designing a better tomorrow for all of us. I'm your host, Ira Pastor. Welcome everybody again to another episode of our show, bringing you another fascinating guest today uh, who is focused on creating a better tomorrow uh, around the world. Um, we are, as I like to say, we are continuing with our uh, virtual road trip uh, and today headed back uh, over the Atlantic Ocean, across the Mediterranean to our friends in uh, Saudi. Uh, and we will be meeting today with uh, Dr. Lamia Abdulaziz Al-Omer, uh, who is head of artificial intelligence and bioinformatics at King Abdullah International Medical Research Center. And she's also affiliated faculty member in the systems biology group at George Mason University uh, here in the United States. Uh, Dr. Alomer uh, obtained her master's degree in health informatics from King Saud uh, bin Abdulaziz University for Health Sciences, followed that up with her PhD uh, in bioinformatics and computational biology from George Mason University. And in recent years, uh, she has been at the forefront of examining this rapidly evolving field of artificial intelligence uh, with a focus of exploring its current and potential applications in healthcare. Uh, she's also been involved in organizing uh, successful artificial intelligence and bioinformatics symposia, uh, ultimately to help increase awareness and ultimately improve skill sets for AI in the next generation of young professionals. Uh, Dr. Almer is an active supporter and enabler of the fields of AI and big data. Uh, she regularly utilizes her exposure uh, to healthcare officials and healthcare projects, both locally and internationally, to promote advancements and implementations. Uh, and she's involved in some really exciting research on many fronts. And we are excited and honored to have her with us today. Uh, Dr. Lami Abdulaziz Almer, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. Thank you for having me here. It's, uh, it's great to have you. Um, I would really like to start off because, you know, I only read a small part of your bio, but, you know, one of the things I didn't touch on is that uh, very early on in your career, you actually started off in the computer science domain. Uh, you were the, one of the first Saudi women to actually obtain uh, a bachelor's degree in the area, uh, King Saud University. Talk a little bit, take a little time to just uh, talk a little bit more about your background, everything from where you grew up, how you developed these interests in, in STEM, uh, in, in computer sciences initially, and what got you interested in, in both informatics and, and ultimately the area of uh, health AI. I think that'd be a great way to start everything off. Okay, well, uh, I grew up in uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's a bit a uh, funny story uh, how I get to this technology and uh, STEM. Uh, when I was young, I was um, maybe a very rare student, uh, children, that child that uh, loved to go to hospital. 
I begged my grandmother to take me with her to the hospital. So uh, I find the hospital environment is uh, friendly. Uh, why is that? This is because I was looking, how is the patient they're calling one by one, in what order? And then I was thinking, uh, how is the uh, the blood test is, is taking? How is the result will give us any, uh, protect my grandmother from having uh, sick? What is the medication she's talking? I was analyzing. This is the beginning of my uh, analyzing, um, uh, data analyzing uh, uh, proceeds. So I was maybe six or seven that days. And then uh, after high school, um, I was thinking about where to go, mathematics, uh, uh, medical school, uh, I don't know. And then uh, the uh, bachelor degree for uh, women, for computer science for women was uh, uh, offered for the first time. So I, uh, join the computer science. Uh, I love challenge and uh, I'm curious about a lot of questions. Uh, so I was thinking computer science will answer some of these questions that were in, in my mind. Um, it was uh, a very nice journey in, in my uh, in King's Old University. Uh, I finished my, P, uh, my uh, undergrad. Uh, my favorite subject though, was uh, applying uh, medicine in computer education. So it brings me back for my uh, thinking about how this information analyzed and how they proceed, proceed this uh, information. Uh, after I graduate, uh, I was uh, trying to find my myself and working in uh, such organization. They have a, a great uh, IT background that days in the 90s. Um, so I joined uh, uh, National Guard Health Affairs uh, mm -hmm. in the city as a programmer analyst. And uh, shortly, it was a, a male dominant uh, field that days. Uh, I was uh, one of two females in our department uh, with great support uh, from uh, uh, our uh, uh, management that days. Um, I managed to get my promotion after one year uh, as a senior programmer analysis. Um, I was working with uh, different languages, uh, writing uh, uh, codes for the physicians and uh, different uh, departments uh, so they can have uh, faster decision in, in this area. Uh, in this manner, I can manage all the, uh, uh, the different departments in the hospital. The, mm -hmm. Medical department, also the HR and the finance and and um, the uh, the okay, also uh, legal uh, mm -hmm. department. So I was all around this uh, department. Um, I was fascinated about the health informatics and um, uh, from my hard work, uh, this is bring me to my next chapter in my life, which is the master. Uh, I was uh, honored to be the first batch of the health informatics uh, in King Saud bin Abdelaziz for health uh, uh, science. Mm -hmm. uh, we were very, uh, maybe 12 students, uh, I mean, female and male. Uh, actually, I choose going to this uh, health informatics uh, because I just want to have uh, uh, an infrastructure for all the experience that I got uh, the health informatics will uh, will give me the base that I want to uh, 
I want to know and build more information how technology can support uh, these data that we're gathering from these uh, days. And you know, con- continuing along, you know that thought. You know, I I remember back, say, I don't know, about twenty years now after the Human Genome Project, and I remember sort of the word uh, popped on my radar screen of bioinformatics back then. It was specifically sort of connected to genetic data, but you know, since that time, uh, there's just so much more data out there, and I can go through all the omics from the genomics to the proteome to the transcriptome, uh, all the data that's coming in on our wearables and our cell phones, and, and we're really awash in data. Talk a little bit, if you would, and we've talked about AI on the show a bit, we'll get into that, but talk a little bit about what that data is all about. As you sit there, a specialist in this area now, how do you look at that general sort of ocean of data that's out there? What's, wh- where do you start with? What's important? What's less important? How do you, how do you really um, uh, prioritize in this era of so much data what you're going to be focusing on in your bioinformatics work? Oh, nice question. Um, before we get to this data, I remember in 97 when I just joined uh, the work, okay. uh, uh, there was an interview in a newspaper called Riyadh newspaper. It's like the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, interviewing a female in, in, uh, in technology. And we were talking about uh, how technology is changing. And I was uh, t- uh, telling the editor that uh, everyone should uh, learn how to do technology and computer science, because in the future, everyone will be illiterate. Uh, this come in the newspaper, and uh, a lot of people around me, they are judging me, what, because you just graduate from computer science, you think everyone, and now, after all of these years, everyone have uh, a phone, as you mentioned, and everyone sure. has data. So when we talk about data, it, it was starting long time ago, and uh, you mentioned that ocean, I call it tsunami of data. Okay. It's a tsunami of data and getting the data is easy, but analyzing the data is the bottleneck here. Yeah. So uh, to, when we look to the data, we look to different level of, of data that we have to analyze it uh, uh, in, in, in a way that fir- first we have to have the domain people. It's not only one uh, one, uh, domain can handle it. So when we talk about financial data, we have to have special special people in finance. When we talk about uh, healthcare data, we have to have specialists who who understand the data plus the data science people. And we go to the even the legal, you know, uh, the legal document. We have a lot of legal document. Uh, we can we can organize it if we have legal and data science people. All of this will accelerate uh, our life, will uh, make our life easier, and uh, uh, our uh, uh, future. Uh, because of this uh, podcast, talking about the future is yep. easier. We can get more. I mean, we are losing most of the time to have something uh, at the end. Uh, we can have it in half an hour instead of one week. If we utilize this data correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we, we get into some of your specific work in the area, um, I, I'd like just to segue for a moment to talk a little bit about um, King Abdullah International Medical Research Center. Uh, last time we 
We uh, visited Saudi, well, virtually visited Saudi. We stopped at Kaust, uh, King Abdullah University of Science and Technology, and talked a little bit more about agricultural tools. Talk a little bit about KAI MRC. I know you have multiple branches in, in different parts of the country. It's uh, under this umbrella of National Guard Health Affairs. Uh, walk us through a little bit about sort of the overall system, because it is more than one center. Yeah, it is more than once. It uh, started around uh, 2007 mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, as I, I mentioned, uh, National Guard have, uh, I mean, Ministry of Health and National Guard, they have a lot of data. They really realize that uh, having a hospital, it's it's not enough to succeed uh, the the goals. Uh, so we uh, we they create the university and uh, the research center. It's something like John Hopkins Hospital. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, very rare that we have all of the three casting. When you mention, I mean, they have only the universe, but we have hospital, we have university, we have uh, research center. Yep. So from the hospital data and the hospital expertise and the hospital uh, MDs and the university staff, like student uh, faculty, we are uh, collaborating to uh, to have a, a more productive uh, uh, research, uh, transfer this research and, and uh, bridge the gap between the uh, the bit side and the innovation side. So we're trying to 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 do this in the research center. Excellent, excellent. Now. Um from there, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, I, I enjoy going into your uh, research bibliography of, of the work that you've been doing along the way. And, and a lot of it, uh, once again, you, you've taken these tools, uh, artificial intelligence, you've taken bioinformatics, and you're working on real world, real time issues. And I'd just like to, to focus on a couple of these, if you could uh, talk about them individually. And one, obviously quite recent, uh, entitled Early Prediction of COVID-19 Ventilation Requirements and Mortality from Routinely Collected Baseline Chest Radiographs, Laboratory and Clinical Data with Machine Learning. And uh, this is in the Journal of Multidisciplinary Healthcare. And I think this is a, a really beautiful, elegant uh, study in the terms of you're bringing it all together, uh, radiographs, laboratory data, clinical data, and you know, you can't do this all by yourself. You need machine learning. Talk a little bit about uh, how you utilize these tools specifically during the pandemic. So, yeah. So as we mentioned from the beginning, the data, if the data is available and smart mind is there, uh, we can produce. Uh, we have the data, we have the x-ray, we have the data, we just need how to utilize it. And uh, in this uh, uh, project specifically, uh, our team, uh, we work in having a, a machine learning that produce this data. Uh, more of these projects is coming all the way. Mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, this just the beginning, and this is what we are trying to achieve, mm -hmm. uh, trying to utilize uh, the data that we have, uh, the oil that is, they call the data is the oil. So we're trying to utilize this oil to uh, to have more uh, um, development um, uh at the end, we will have a produce some products. This product will have the sustainable income for the country. So uh, this is how we can uh, utilize the AI with the data to the uh, end goal. Not only this project, uh, we are having different projects utilizing the, the data and the power of uh, in silico uh, uh, yep. uh, 
Yeah, in silico, in silico is, is just new for the wet lab. You know, wet lab is giving us uh, a tremendous uh, uh, result. But if it's, it's collaborating with uh, in silico, this will accelerate the, 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 the product that we have, accelerate the research, accelerate the product that we need. Uh, we don't need more, uh, only more publication. We need product at the end. Yep. Uh, collaboration between Insilico and uh, the WIT lab, we can uh, achieve this with a, a, a very uh, a very speed time that uh, we didn't do it in the past, um, like uh, drug discovery, mm -hmm. uh, dengue virus, uh, we managed to use uh, the, the protein structure, which is three-dimensional protein, uh, run uh, molecular dynamic simulation, which is uh, was not being used before in the wet lab. Just run it to see the behavior of the protein and use the uh, neural networking to find where which one is having more uh, uh, effect in the structure of protein. So we can find if this location is important or not. Using also the uh, uh, predicted in uh, AI, we can find the specific uh, target for uh, uh, the the stop replication of the viruses. So this is why I'm very happy that we can use the technology to support uh, the the science. And speaking of your your in silico work, you know, as we chatted uh, uh, yesterday before the show, um, one of the one of the other papers that I, I was very intrigued by was uh, as you were just saying with dengue, um, you were using once again the in silico system uh, with the data to look for antiviral uh, compounds uh, against the uh, the virus, and and you came up interestingly with with quercetin, which is a, a a fascinating sort of flavonoid that you know we've discussed on the show. Found a lot of plant foods and, and so forth but um as we are discussing uh, we, we find these these positive uses of these natural compounds uh we've learned how quercetin can impact cancer cells and and, and blood sugar and things like that it, with the tools of ai you know here you go you find an entirely new use that you never probably put dengue and quercetin together but uh talk about how you came up i think that's just another fascinating example if you could say a few words about it yeah i mean uh First, we, we, you read a lot of literature to understand where you're going. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, we found that the phosphorylation of the protein is uh, uh, making a change in the structure of protein. We start from the structure of protein, uh, studying the, uh, um, uh, the kinases that can affect studying all of these. So um, I found out that uh, the sweet potato uh, have a, a, a very big effect especially in, in the area that affected by dengue. Mm -hmm. Sweet potato, there is a crocetine, but uh, we don't know where is the crocetine exactly uh, goes. Okay. So again, uh, uh, I utilize the uh, in silico uh, to try to predict where exactly uh, the, the crocetine is, uh, is favorable to go. And uh, in this uh, location um, can stop the replication of the virus. Uh, we will start doing the wet lab to validate the result mm -hmm. soon. Uh, but the bigger picture, uh, Ira, is, is not that the big picture that we can, uh, the viruses that are coming in this uh, world, we can quickly, not only sequencing, also study the three-dimensional, how it's attacked much, much faster than, uh, than before. Uh, again, um, one of my biggest goals is, is to uh, raise the awareness of this 
Um, I remember when I just joined uh, in the 90s, um, people was uh, having, uh, they, no, they don't want to use the computer. They like the paperwork, uh, doctors, and they like the paperwork, but we encourage them. And now you can see all our documents, our, uh, our information, uh, medical records are there. So uh, why the scientist doesn't have this uh, uh, benefit of learning some uh, tools uh, like uh, uh, the structure of uh, the protein, the sequence, it's easy. If they mm -hmm. learn it in the high school, these things, like they learn an excellent word and, yep. and it will be with them. They, this is what with the that making um, put us little bit back, all of the science of the whole world. So this should be like, um, you know, the Microsoft, they have the, the Word and Excel sheet uh, yep. certificate. Um, one of the things that we're trying to do with George Mason University, they have a certificate of uh, uh, computation biology. It's uh, five courses. So we're trying to do something like this, collaborating with them. Uh, so at least don't stop. Even if you are not did not study it in your uh, uh, bachelor degree, uh, I mean the lab tech. Okay, have this course. It will, it will, it will benefit. At the end, it will benefit you. What are um, obviously you know you 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 are actively involved in in, um, in putting these symposia together um, uh, in Saudi and 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 putting sort of the leading minds together, talking about sort of what's coming. What are some of the other tools that you specifically are? are most interested in you know, whether it's 2022 or 2025, uh, and 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 once again, I'm, I'm speaking out of my my domain here. Whether that's edge computing, quantum computing, whatever the tools are that uh, are going to be useful, combined with your artificial intelligence, uh, that you're most excited about looking out in the coming years. Uh, so, um, from my experience, I think um, uh, utilizing the data uh, by the machine learning, not only in healthcare, um, and flying cars, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and finance, how they help, and, and the finance, um, and uh, uh, different domain that I'm I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, also the the transportation, uh, the food, the environment. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I I was uh, reading a book is called uh, The Future is Faster Than What You Think. Mm -hmm. uh, the environment, you know, uh, we can use the AI to minimize our expense in the water, especially yep. here in Saudi Arabia, we, we need the water. So utilizing this to help the environment, and this is what we are doing also here in the government, trying to, to save the environment, utilizing the AI to minimize the, the use of the water, uh, try to have more benefit from the sun, um, to accelerate our uh, ecosystem uh, in this area. And speaking of ecosystem, um, as I mentioned, you know, I spent some time virtually at KAUST, uh, spent some time virtually at Neom up in the, uh, in the north of the country. A lot of really mega moonshot projects going on in, in, in Saudi right now. Talk a little bit about biotech innovation ecosystem in general, Saudi Vision 2030, and, and some of what you would like to see in terms of biotech. Do you want there to be more drug development in the kingdom? Do you want um, more diagnostic companies? What, what, do you, what do you see for the, the big future of the biotech innovation ecosystem in, 
in Cali. So um, when we talk about, again, the data, uh, Vision 2030, when it's, they announced it, it was uh, inspired all of us uh, because, it, first of all, it's empowered the women. Sure. Uh, in a, a tremendous way. Uh, women now, uh, nothing can, I mean, women in science especially and in technology, nothing can stop them. Uh, they have a, a, a great idea. They are very energetic. Uh, this uh, uh, Vision 2030 give us the tools that we can uh, uh, um, improve uh, what, what, what economy can achieve by utilizing uh, the women in different areas. Yep. Uh, this is... Uh, one. Number two, um, uh, uh, to develop a uh, um, uh, state of art, uh, computational, uh, AI, biomedical uh, research uh, to translate uh, the uh, innovation to uh, uh, product, uh, add to this the science and the bio part, uh, 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 biotechnology part, as we mentioned, it, it, mm -hmm. the ecosystem will ensure that the direction will go uh, for uh, the, the best way that we can achieve. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, when I talk to the ecosystem, I also tell my children that ecosystem, we are all working together. Yep. Even if in the small house, we are an ecosystem in the small house. This is how I express it. So um, I think we are going in the right direction by having uh, a state of art uh, uh, tra uh, translational medicine, um, more uh, of a um, uh, product that will increase sustainable, uh, not only uh, the healthcare only, it will give us sustainable income for the country. Mm -hmm. uh, this will help not only uh, Saudi Arabia, it will help the whole population, the whole world, if we continue uh, doing what we're doing right now. Excellent. And, you know, you mentioned, um, you have a great message for, for women, you know, trying to get, want to get into this space. It's a burgeoning area. Uh, you talked about your children. Um, and I know that, you know, I said at the beginning that you've been very active, uh, not just obviously in doing the AI and bioinformatics stuff, but trying to inspire the next generation. Um, take a few minutes just to, to speak to the next generation that may be listening to this show, uh, that are maybe just coming out of their, uh, high school education, um, Give, say a few words about why this is an area that's hot. They should be looking into it. Uh, stay away from law and, uh, and all that other boring stuff. Why biotech is uh, is so exciting for the future and why they should get involved in it. Yes. Um, thank you very much for giving me this. Uh, um, I think the younger generation, especially now, right now, uh, are distracted by different uh, information. Yep. So uh, I just want to say uh, that... Uh, uh, biotechnology is uh, one of the important uh, uh, field uh, in the future. Uh, I want you uh, all to explore your idea about this. Biotechnology is not uh, boring like before. No, there is very exciting information, especially when you're utilizing the AI, the visualization of the viruses, the drug discovery. It's something that you can, you can touch it and you can achieve. So I want them to always think out of the box. When, when I said what I said in the 97 about the computer, everyone should learn it because if otherwise, uh, I was thinking out of the box. I, I, was, I know that in the future, there is, will be something else. So um, my advice to them, always think out of the box. 
think how we can create from this information something that no one reached before, something creative. Uh, studying uh, math, science, biophysics is uh, uh, always will, will, will encourage your brain to move. When your brain moves, your health will be happy. You will have the adrenaline and you will be uh, happy also. So um, uh, just think about it as the future, as you will, you will make different in the future. I'm sure all of you will make different in the future. There is a lot of materials now in the uh, internet, so you can go and read about it. Uh, in our time, we don't have these, but now you can go and, and, and try to change the, the future by developing... Uh, drug uh, making our life uh, longer uh, um, uh, these diseases uh, try to uh, fight them uh, alzheimer and all of this and and cancer um, you can do a lot uh, by by studying this uh, information um, and and technology is is a tool that we can use it for our advantages our health uh, our um, also entertainment so it's mm -hmm. all everywhere excellent excellent message um one last question um when you are not uh teaching or researching or inspiring the next generation or setting up the symposia what does dr lamia abdulaziz alamir like to do just to relax <laughs> and, and and get away from everything uh what types of things do you do in your spare time the most things I miss in the past um, one year and a half, which is traveling because of the pandemic. Uh, I like to travel. I love geography. Uh, mm -hmm. I know, I know everywhere uh, the, the the content everywhere. I think I think study uh, the geography is is building our uh, uh, sense uh, because if you sense everyone around you, will sense uh, you will know what will come in the future. So, mm -hmm. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, I love reading in science, uh, especially in science. Uh, I love to sit with my family, my mom, my sister, my kids. Uh, it's the most uh, value things in the life. Wonderful message. Wonderful message. Well, I, um, I said, I, ever since I originally read about you, I was fascinated by your work and this ecosystem that you're building and really wishing you and your team the best with uh, the continued development of it in 2022, beyond, um, for, for everybody that uh, is going to be listening to this particular episode uh, on our podcast networks or watching on the YouTube channel. Uh, you've been listening to Dr. Lamia Abdulaziz Alomer, Head of Artificial Intelligence and Bioinformatics, King Abdullah International Medical Research Center, also affiliate faculty member, Systems Biology Group, George Mason University. Um, Dr. Alamir, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to, to talk with us for a little while about all the exciting things you're doing in Saudi. Uh, thanks for everything that, that you're doing for, for the, the world. And as we say on this show, uh, thanks for helping to create a better tomorrow through everything you're doing. It's, it's a really exciting story. Thank you very much, Era. And I hope everyone have a better tomorrow and a better future. Thank you. Great message.